obviously they were not normal. They're Midianites, right? And because of this, many of the Jews did sin. They did, they were seduced and they did worship idols. And because of that, a plague broke out. 24,000 Jews died in that plague. It was horrific. It was really bad. In all of that, Pinchas ben Azab and Aaron Kohen, Pinchas gets up and he sees what's happening and he takes matters into his own hand. He takes his spear or sword and, 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 and kills the head of the, the tribe of Shimon and the Midianite woman that he was with together and makes an example of these two. The plague stops. That's where we are. After that, the aftermath of what happened with the Midianites and the Jews, Hashem tells B'nai Israel or orders Moshe Rabbeinu to tell B'nai Israel, all right, it's go time. That's not how he said it. Sometimes I change the wording of the Torah to sound... <laughs> the Torah doesn't actually say like... Uh, how, do, how would you even say it's go time? Zaman <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's time to go to war with the Midianites. Kill them because of what they did to Bnei Israel. Now this is the part we are. The Midrash pinpoints this part of the Torah. The Pasuk says, So go and avenge from the Midianites. How does Hashem say, the Midrash says, how does Hashem say this to Moshe Rabbeinu? It says, You have to inflict Hashem's vengeance on the Midianites. On Midian. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Amar Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Nikmat Bnei Israel, Moshe, Moses, go and avenge the vengeance of Bnei Israel from the Midianites. Meaning, the Midianites made Bnei Israel sin, go and avenge them, go and avenge all these deaths from the Midianites. U Moshe Amar, however, Moshe Rabbeinu replied and said to Bnei Israel, Nikmat Hashem Midian. We shall go and avenge God's vengeance from Midian. Notice the change in the wording. Hashem said, you're going to avenge Bnei Israel. Moshe Rabbeinu turns and says to Bnei Israel, we're going to go and avenge Hashem. That's one. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Lahem. Hashem said to Bnei Israel, Eno Ella Dikushalachem. It is only your grievance that must be avenged. This is your problem that you must go and seek vengeance for. Why? Because they made it so that I had to hurt you. It was their fault that I had to bring on a plague to hurt Bnei Israel. They seduced you, they made you do Averot and worship other gods. Therefore, I had no choice but to hurt you. Amar Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, Ribon HaOlamim, Master of the Universe. Just, just notice, I just want you guys to understand what it means to be a leader. Again and again in the Torah, we recognize and realize who Moshe Rabbeinu was. And we still don't know who he was. Master of the Universe. Im hayinu arelim, or of the avodazara, oh kofere mitzvot. If we, the Jewish people, if we were uncircumcised, if we were, we were un idolaters, or people that deny the entire validity of the Torah, these people wouldn't have hated us. If we were just like them, worshipping idols, no circumcision, no Torah, no mitzvot, 
You think they would have hated us? You think they would have tried to get, get rid of us? No. The only reason these Midianites came after us to get us, to destroy us, to seduce us was only because of your Torah. Because you gave us your Torah. Therefore, Therefore this vengeance is yours. It's not their vengeance. Therefore, that's why he said, that's why Moshe Rabbeinu said to Bnei Israel, we're going to avenge Hashem's vengeance. Not Bnei Israel. What was Moshe Rabbeinu really saying? He was saying, look Hashem, they didn't come after us because we're just us. Why didn't they go after anybody else? And by the way, this is relevant to today as well. Okay, This, what we're going to talk about is very much relevant to today. You have to think. Why... Why isn't the news literally filled with other nations' problems all the time? Why is it that every single time Israel lifts a, lifts a finger or a Jew or something like that, it, it splatters all over the news? Why is anti-Semite still such a thing? Right? Why are we always the ones singled out? Why? Because we got big noses. Right? I'm talking about myself. I'm so sorry. Rewind. <laughs> I can't even look at you guys in the face. Because the nose is covering it. Okay. <laughs> Why? What is it? <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> what is it? What, if you, have to, you have to think about it. Why is it the Jews have always been hated by so many different nations? You know, it's, 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 it's crazy, but we can't, we can't deny it anymore. It's never been about anything else, really. When it comes down to it, Moshe Rabbeinu was telling HaKadosh Baruch Hu, let's face it, Hashem, listen, the reason they hate us, the reason they want to get rid of us is because of you. Because you gave us the Torah, because you chose us. So really, the fact that they seduced the Bnei Israel, the fact that they hurt us this way, they were hurting you. They were going out for you. They're really going against you. And it's true, when people go against Bnei Israel, they, they, at the end of the day, they'll go against Hashem. That's why you see in history, any nation that has ever gone after Bnei Israel, whether they were successful or not, at the end of the day, they got theirs. It was like Hashem would say, okay, you know what, maybe my children might have deserved it. But at the same time, you're not going to get away with it. It's not going to happen. Because at the end of the day, it's a front to Hashem as well. This is what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The reason why I changed it and I told Bnei Israel that we're going to go and avenge Hashem is because Hashem, really, this is about you, this is not about them. However, the Zer Hashim Shon is going to talk about why this really was, was going on. What was this conversation between Hashem and Moshe? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu change things around? Tzarich Iyun, we have to understand, my Binayhu, what's the difference between what Moshe is saying? What's the difference between what Hashem said and what Moshe said? Hashem said, go and avenge Bnei Israel. Moshe said to Bnei Israel, we're going to go and avenge Hashem. What, what practical difference did this make? This is, a, uh, this is a wording that we use a lot of times in halakha. When we talk about a difference in halakha, like uh, uh, when we talk about a mechanism, if this mechanism is one way or another, we always say, my Binayhu. What's the difference in halachic? 
technicalities, what's the practical halachic difference if we say it's one way or another? What difference would it make? Here too, what practical difference did it make if it's the vengeance of Hashem or the vengeance for Bnei Israel? And what difference did it make to Moshe? Why did he care? If Hashem wants to say, go and avenge Bnei Israel, let Hashem say, go and avenge Bnei Israel. Why do you have to change it and say, we're going to go and avenge Hashem? Why? The Midrash says in Yalkut Shimoni on the Pasuk, Hashem, Hashem said to Hashem, when it says, go and avenge the vengeance of Bnei Israel, the Midrash says, See, there's two, there's two different words that are used in the Torah when, it, when, when the Torah is trying to say Hashem spoke to Bnei Israel or Moshe. There is Vayomer and there is Vaydaber. Vaydaber Hashem Moshe, Vayomer Hashem and Moshe. They both mean the same thing. But once Vaydaber is used, sometimes Vayomer is used. What is the difference? Vaydaber is harsh. It's when Hashem is trying to say something harshly to Moshe, it says Vaydaber Hashem and Moshe Lemon. When it's regular, calm, Benachat, it's Vayomer Hashem and Moshe. So, Midrash says, why did Hashem tell Moshe Rabbeinu with the words Vaydaber Hashem? And Hashem spoke harshly to Moshe to go and avenge Bnei Yisrael. He used the harsh lashon of Vaydaber. Why did he speak to him in this harsh language? Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu did not protest. He didn't protest what was happening in the Shevet of Shimon. When the head of the tribe of Shimon had been seduced by, by the daughter of the Midianite king, Moshe Rabbeinu did not stop him. He didn't speak up. And therefore it says, Hashem spoke to him in a harsh language when he was telling him, so to speak, you know, you kind of didn't do what you were supposed to do, therefore the Jews got punished, now go and avenge the Bnei Israel. But he said it in a way, in a, tone, in a harsh tone to Moshe Rabbeinu. And it says, Alecha Amar, this is still the Midrash. On you it says, the Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, if you were weak on a day of affliction, your strength will be limited. Meaning Moshe Rabbeinu, on the day of weakness for Bnei Israel, you also showed your weakness. And because of that, you also will become limited. Instead of standing up for Bnei Israel, doing something when they needed you, you didn't. So because of that, you're not off the hook either. What does that mean? And this is why the Pasuk says right afterwards when Hashem orders Moshe Rabbeinu to go to war with the Midianites and smite them and avenge Bnei Israel, what is the next words of the Pasuk? Moshe, do this. Afterwards you will be, you will basically rest in peace with your forefathers. Moshe Rabbeinu was going to die right after the war with the Midianites. So to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was telling him, this is a mistake that you made. Because of that mistake, the Jewish people paid because you did not act soon enough. You did not act when you should have. Therefore, go and avenge Bnei Israel. Afterwards, you will be no longer. That's what Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's why it's with Vaidaber. 
The word Vaidaber is used because it's harsh, because Hashem was telling Moshe Rabbeinu that he's going to die after this war. So that's one. <clears throat> that's one little inkling of, of an, a small answer as to why Hashem was telling Moshe Rabbeinu, avenge the Bnei Israel, because he was telling him that, listen, because of you, Bnei Israel were punished. Therefore, you need to get vengeance for them. Why? Because if you had acted timely, if you had been the leader that you should have been, so to speak, Bnei Israel would not have paid with their lives. And because of that, yes, it's the vengeance of Bnei Israel. So basically, Hashem was telling Moshe Rabbeinu, don't say that you want to avenge me because they're really going after me. If you were a good leader, you would have stood up and you would have stopped this plague. Because of that, it's really the vengeance of Bnei Israel. That's one small answer. The next answer he gives, another interpretation. Why did Hashem speak to Moshe Rabbeinu with the words Vaidaber harshly? Because Hashem, He wanted to avenge the disgrace of the Jewish people from the hands of the Midianites. <coughs> and this would what? Require Moshe Rabbeinu to die afterwards. And this was very hard on Hashem himself. Because Hashem had to, so to speak, punish Moshe with death. And this is the quote from the Midrash. Now let's explain what we just learned. So far so good? Are, are we following or like, yeah? yeah? Okay, all right. Because of this, the Zerah Shimshon says, therefore Hashem said, avenge, avenge for me, vengeance of the children of Israel. Why? Kelomar, meaning as follows. Since the Midianites caused some of the Bnei Israel to die, and they caused you to stumble, they seduced them, they caused them to stumble and worship Abu Dazara, idolatry, they deserve to die. The Midianites deserve to die. But consequently, this implies, what does that imply? That implies that also Moshe Rabbeinu has to die. Why? Because he was also a cause of this damage. Why? For this first reason that we gave. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu should have stopped it. Because he didn't stop it, Bnei Israel were being punished. And therefore... As a cause of that, Moshe Rabbeinu himself was going to be punished. And he would die right after this war. Because Moshe Rabbeinu should have stopped the tribe of Shimon, and he didn't. Therefore, that's why the Pasuk says, Go and avenge Bnei Israel from the Midianim. 
ואחרי זה, and then afterwards, גם אתה צריך להיאסף אל עמך. You too shall depart. כדי שלא יהיה משוא פנים בדין. In order that there should be no favoritism in my judgment. Just like Bnei Israel sinned and they stumbled, so did you. If I'm going to be fair, I have to be fair with all of you. If Bnei Israel were punished, so do you, as a leader, need to be punished with them. But you only do that after you've led Bnei Israel to avenge them, and then you will go. So basically, Hashem was saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, listen. Just like the Midianites were responsible for making Bnei Israel sin, you had part in that responsibility too. Because if you were a good enough leader in that moment, not saying that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't, I can't even believe I'm saying these things. If it wasn't written, I couldn't. Okay? But like, if in that moment you would have thought quickly enough to do what you needed to do, then they wouldn't have been punished either. So it's really on you to avenge them. And because of that, you too have to be punished afterwards. The bish- what was he supposed to do when he forgot Allah? One second. <laughs> You're a little like Speedy Gonzalez. Like. <laughs> Should I just close the book now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashem is saying, this is still, imagine Hashem is saying, it would be understandable if I would not have taken revenge on the, peop- on, on the Midianites, if I wouldn't take vengeance from the Midianites, then I would have said, we could say, that the Jewish people should not have sinned. Why? Because there is, a, there, is a, there is a saying that when you have the words of your master and you have the words of a teacher, or uh, sorry, the words of a master and the words of the student, who do you listen to? The Gemara says, like, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's it, had, it has basically practical differences in halakha, but we're using it here for a second. We say, when a master says you should do something, and a pupil says you should do something. Who do you listen to? The master. You always listen to the master. Since the Jewish people, so to speak, bore the responsibility for their own sin, you could say that the Midianites would have been exempt also. Think of it this way. Hashem could have said, okay, listen. Are the Midianites really to blame? They send their daughters in to seduce Bnei Israel. Did you have to get seduced? No. You knew my Torah. You knew what I've taught you. You knew that I've told you do not worship idols. You should have had your Torah and you should have turned that away. But you didn't. Now I'm going to come and punish the Midianites because you couldn't listen to me? If your master tells you to do something and a student tells you to do another thing, who do you listen to? Your master. You should have listened to me. So... Should I come and blame the Midianites? Maybe not. And therefore Hashem would say, you too would have been patur, you too would have been exempt, I wouldn't have punished you, I wouldn't have punished Moshe Rabbeinu either. Because Moshe, you already taught them the Torah, 
You could turn and say, I taught them, they should have known. You would have also been patur, I wouldn't have punished you. They should have listened. It would have been their responsibility. Therefore, the fact that you failed in stopping the Jewish people really didn't remove the responsibility from them. Because you could say, I already had taught them. Come and stop what? They already knew. They did it themselves. What can I do? However, Hashem is basically saying, now that I'm already taking vengeance from the Midianites, you cannot be exempt either. Because I'm not looking at it like that. Once a leader, always a leader. And B'nai Israel, I'm not going to blame them for themselves, so to speak. They already got their punishment. When B'nai Israel got their punishment because of the Midianites, I cannot ex exempt the Midianites either. So I'm going to take, I already took vengeance from those Midianites. Because I'm telling you to go to war with them. So the fact that I'm punishing the Midianites, then that would mean you're responsible too. If I wasn't punishing them, I would have said, okay, what's done is done. Not your fault, not their fault. They should have listened. They got punished. The Jewish people already got punished. Let bygones be bygones. But I'm not doing that. I'm not closing my eyes on it. I am punishing the Midianites because it was their fault. Therefore, you're going to have to take fault as well. That was Hashem's part by saying, Moshe, you're going to take vengeance for Bnei Israel. That's what Hashem was really telling Moshe Rabbeinu. You're taking vengeance for Bnei Israel. Why? Because you cannot say, well, they should have listened. I taught them. They already got punished. So don't punish the Midianites and then everything's going to be okay. When Moshe Rabbeinu heard this response of Hashem, when Moshe Rabbeinu heard this, he said to him, before the Lord, before Hashem, Master of the universe, you're going to give me such a punishment. Hashem is going to punish Moshe Rabbeinu with death after the, after the war of Midian, with Midian because he didn't stop or protest. On the contrary, I'm not at fault at all. I'm not at fault at all. Why? The entire hatred of these Midianites towards the Jewish people. It is only because the Jews follow the mitzvot. Their entire hatred for the Jews is because they follow the mitzvot. And why do they keep these mitzvot? It must be. Why is it that they keep your mitzvot? It must be shani tamid It must be that I am doing my job. I did teach them well because they are keeping your mitzvot. That's the reason they hate them. So you can't say, Hashem, you can't tell me I didn't do my job well enough to teach them the mitzvot. I did. You can't punish me for not stopping them because I had done my best. How do we know I had done my best to teach them the Torah? Because the Midianites hate them because they keep all the mitzvot, because they're so different. That's why they hate them. So that means I did do my job. This is why the Midianites wanted to stop the Jews. 
Why did they want to stop the Jews from keeping? What did they really want to do? Look, Bil'am said, listen, these Jews keep the mitzvot, they keep the Torah. You cannot curse them. They can't die. You can't kill them. They're unstoppable. But you know what you can do? If you somehow, somehow, find a way to stop them from learning Torah, seduce them away, then you'll, you'll have them. So Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, look, look at the trickery they used. It was only to stop Ben Israel from learning Torah. Why? Because they were learning Torah. Which means, I did my job. My job was fine. Can you argue with Hashem like that? It's, it's crazy. It's incredible. I think Moshe Rabbeinu was, Moshe Rabbeinu, like Moshe Rabbeinu was incredible. I mean, I was reading this, I was like, I was rooting for Moshe Rabbeinu. Seriously. This is what he's, he's, he's really, and this is all because he was, he was truly trying to tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you'll see from the rest of the Zerashim Shon, he was telling Hashem, I, 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 I've done everything. Listen to the rest. And therefore, if I did teach the whole Torah correctly to Bnei Israel, then it's not the vengeance of Bnei Israel, it's the vengeance of Hashem. We have to go to war with the Midianites to avenge you. Why? Because the Midianites were after you. They wanted to stop the learning of your Torah. That's the only reason they came after us. So that's why I'm telling Bnei Israel, we're going to go avenge your vengeance. Because they were after your Torah. If it wasn't for your Torah learning, they wouldn't have tried to seduce Bnei Israel. That's why I picked those words, Hashem. It's not my fault. These Midianites were after you. They wanted your glory. They wanted to put you down. That he shouldn't die because of this. He wanted a chance. <clears throat> and Moshe continues. On the contrary, says, on the contrary, Moshe Rabbeinu turned to Hashem and said, you should have helped me so I don't forget the halacha in that moment. Because we know what happened to Moshe Rabbeinu in that moment, he forgot the halacha of what needs to be done in this instance. He didn't know the fact that the head of the tribe was, be, was, was intimate with, with a Midianite woman. He didn't know that he, if he has the permit to kill on the spot or not. He forgot that halakha all of a sudden. And the fact that he forgot the halakha, who made him forget the halakha? Why would Moshe Rabbeinu forget something like that? So he's saying to Hashem, You should have helped me that I don't forget the halakha. As the sages say, When a righteous man takes pains, he is pained by a matter, it's not, it's not fitting that his, aunts, uh, that his children should stumble upon the same thing. What does that mean? The Gemara says that there was a person by the name of Nechunia. 
Nehunia was a man that used to dig wells, <clears throat> cisterns, to make, to, to make sure that the Jews have water. They came to Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa and they said that <clears throat> Nehunia's daughter had fallen in one of these cisterns and she's probably no more. She has fallen in one of these wells and she she, they can't find her, she probably didn't survive. Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa says, can it be that the same thing that Nehunia worked so hard for, the mitzvah that he worked so hard for to make sure that Bnei Israel have water, to bring the Jews water, could it be that same thing would be his punishment? Can't be. He did this mitzvah with all of his heart. You're going to tell me Hashem is going to punish him with that mitzvah and take away his daughter? That doesn't happen. That's what Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa said. And it was right. His daughter was not dead. So here too, one more time. It says, <laughs> Which means what? <coughs> So Moshe Rabbeinu was telling you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is it fair, the Torah that I worked so hard for, to teach these Bnei Israel every single day, night, teaching Torah to Bnei Israel, and then all of a sudden, because of that same Torah, I'm going to be punished? Is that fair? Because I forgot the Torah that I needed at that moment, that's going to be my punishment? That's not fair. It's the same Torah that I taught Bnei Israel for years. Now, because of that, I'm going to be punished. It's the same analogy with the well. You guys get that analogy? Okay. So he says, Shetarachani. Shetarachti Israel. I worked so hard, so much effort to rebuke Bnei Israel. Torah, to teach them Torah, yeshara, to, to walk them in the right path. Therefore, it must be shatamshit alma. It must be that the reason that I forgot that halacha, because it can't be as a punishment, because I worked hard to teach this Torah to your children, so you can't punish me with the same Torah. So the fact that I forgot this Torah, because at that time it was time for Pinchas to shine. There was a plan for Pinchas to take role in something, and it's true. Pinchas became the Mashuach Milchama, Pinchas became a Kohen, and was a leading uh, agent for the war against the Midianites. So Moshe Rabbeinu was telling HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you made me forget the Torah because it was Pinchas's time to shine. It was his role. That's why I froze. It can't be for any other reason. So please don't tell me you're going to punish me for this. As the Kabbalists also say. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, I don't deserve this punishment at all. Although, Although he, he wasn't able to prevent Bnei Israel from sinning, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, the fact that I wasn't able to prevent the sin wasn't really my fault. It was, the, the halakha was taken away from me. 
What would I have done? But Moshe Rabbeinu realized that we, he may as well had a part in B'nai Israel sinning in a different way, but he answers that as well. So he says, And if you tell me, you know, I have a part in this, I have a hand in the punishment of B'nai Israel, why? Because I married Tzipora who was also a Midianite. Right? What was, why was that a problem? And this is what made Zimri to sin. Zimri was the head of the tribe of Shimon. And we know what did he do? He came out with Kozbibatsur, right? The daughter of the Midianite king. And he said, hey, if Moshe Rabbeinu was allowed to marry a Midianite, why am I not? If he's allowed to be with a Midianite, why shouldn't I? So Moshe Rabbeinu is recognizing that and he's saying, if you're going to tell me that I have a part in this Avera because I married a Midianite, Tzipora, and you're going to tell me because I married a, tzip, a Midianite, that gave way into uh, uh, um, Zimri to, to ask this question and have this problem and therefore do the Avera that he did. And then I, 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 I kind of like blanked out at that moment. And anyway, either way, I still have a part in this, in this Avera. But wait a minute. I married her by your divine directive though. I didn't just marry her. It was you who told me. And this is something that is Kabbalistic that says that Tzipora was created from the six days of creation. Her neshama was created for Moshe Rabbeinu and no other. She was the perfect match. We've done this before, that she was a reincarnation and she was a, the perfect mitzot for Moshe Rabbeinu. So Moshe Rabbeinu was Hashem, was telling HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you can't tell me that the problem was that I married a Midianite. That was you. Rather, it must be said, No, we're not avenging Bnei Israel, we're avenging you. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu turned to, to Bnei Israel and said, let's go and avenge Hashem's vengeance, not Bnei Israel. Because if we say it's the vengeance of Bnei Israel, who's taking the blame? Me and Bnei Israel. And I'm going to be punished for it. So Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, don't put this on me. It was you. This was your war. They went against you. They didn't go against us. I taught the Torah. I taught B'nai Israel as much as I could. We did our job. Ah, it happened? It happened. But why did it happen? It happened because of your Torah. If you wouldn't have given us the Torah, if we weren't learning your Torah and mitzvot, if we weren't so dedicated to you, why would the Midianites hate us? Why did they want to get us? They only wanted to get us because they were getting to you. They hate you. So you punish them, but don't punish them and say, I'm punished them because of you. No, no, no. Uh, leave us out of this. Punish them because of you. This way, we're scot-free. <clears throat> 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 
And perhaps this is what the Midrash was saying when it said Davar Acher. We said there was, the Midrash said a second answer that another interpretation is and it was hard for Hashem to punish Moshe Rabbeinu with death because Moshe Rabbeinu really did have good enough reason to save himself. So at the end, this is so interesting. The Zerash Mishon basically ends off by saying, Moshe Rabbeinu won the argument. That's why it says, the Midrash says, Vaidaber Hashem and Moshe, Hashem spoke harshly, not because, not because Hashem was angry at Moshe. Hashem spoke harshly because, so to speak, can't say this about Hashem, obviously, because he doesn't have emotion, but so to speak, in our words, Hashem was kind of upset that this had to happen. It was Hashem's way of telling Moshe Rabbeinu, I am upset that this needs to happen to you. But Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't having none of it. Moshe Rabbeinu was answering and figuring it out as he did. In this conversation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu was basically saying, listen, let's say it as it is. It's time to go. But please don't let me take the blame of these Averot, because I can't. It wasn't my fault. We're going to avenge your death. And we see that in the Torah also. Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Go and avenge B'nai Israel. Go and fight the Midianites. Afterwards you will die. And the Mepharshim, the commentators say, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't flinch. Imagine someone else was told, after, the, let's say the person was told, Hey, Yo, the moment you reach the corner of Pico and Robertson, you're going to be splatted in your face with an ice cream. Let's not make it too, like, violent. People might faint in this room. <laughs> that person might value his nose and not, and not show up at the corner of Robertson Olympic. Pico, I said Pico, I'm so sorry. Thank God you're listening. This you're listening to, the ice cream? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> She's thinking, Pico Robertson, Pico Robertson ice cream, Pico Robertson ice cream. <laughs> <I'm wrong. laughs> so you, you, you won't go there. You won't show your face, so you won't get ice cream in your face, right? Moshe Rabbeinu was told, the moment you finish this war with the Midianites, you go. Imagine anybody else would have been like, oh, we got time then, let's, let's get ready for this war, everybody. Let's take a rest of a few years, get ready. We're gonna train, and then maybe in 30 years, 55 years, we'll go. He could have very well done that, and he would have lived. Because that's what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says, after you fight the Midianites, then you go. That means if I don't fight the Midianites, I don't go. And there's Kabbalistic reasons why he had to be involved at that war. One of the reasons is actually what the Zerah Shimshon is saying, because he was involved, Hashem was saying, you were also involved in this, so you need to be a part of it. But what did Moshe Rabbeinu do? The moment Hashem told him, gave him the order, that's exactly what he did. Flinch. He said, that's what Hashem wants, that's my last mitzvah. That was Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu's last mitzvah. And he said, I'm going to do it at the earliest time possible knowing that afterwards he's no longer going to be a leader. That's incredible. That's leadership. That's selflessness. That's anivut. That's greatness. 
That's Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what we all have to strive for, mamash. This is what we have to strive for. We have so many mitzvot and we just drag and drag and drag for every small little mitzvah we drag. And we always bring ourselves reasons why. Uh, can you have this kind of argument with Hashem like Moshe Rabbeinu did? No, you can't. If you can't, if we can't have such arguments, which we we'll probably never will be able to, we have to do every mitzvah to the T. To the T, the moment we have the opportunity to do mitzvot. You know, we're always looking for loopholes. Always. We're always looking for those, eh, if I do it like this, can we possibly, maybe, and then eat it? No. You know, I, ha <laughs> I had meat, but then it was like, was it really meat? It was kind of chicken, you know. And then I love how we become Talmidei Hachamim overnight. You know, Rabbi. The Torah says, <laughs> don't, ki don't cook <laughs> a baby kid in its mother's milk. And as far as I know, chickens don't have milk. And they lay eggs. <sighs> And then they expect me to be like, whoa, whoa, I got to go back to school. I didn't know that one. Back off. One second. What? You know, <laughs> we're always looking for ways to like, my point is, after the 2,000 years of exile, after the 2,000 years, years of suffering and punishment through Nation after nation after nation. I think it's time for us to be able to say, you know what? I take the mitzvot, whatever it has to offer, I take them on a silver platter and I will commit to them. Whichever ones I can commit to, I will commit to them. And I will do them for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because I want this to end already. You know, we, 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 want, we want this galut to end. We want this exile to end. What is this? What is this? We're, it's, it's, we're having Tisha B'Av again. You know, Bezrat Hashem, it'll be, we still have time. Bezrat Hashem, Amen Kenei Ratzon, it'll be a, a Yom Tov. But, you know, every time it comes around this time of year, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. But I, I, I hate this time of year. You know, the whole sadness of, you know, the, the texts. Rabbi, are you sure we're not allowed to listen to music again and again and again and again? I wish I could just say yes. This year we're going to have weddings right after Rosh Chodesh Av is going to be wedding season, amen. That's what we want, right? If that's what we want, it's only going to be done if we have unity together and we start taking the mitzvot seriously. Every single one of them. And don't drag ourselves every time we hear like, do I really have to? Like, can I be, could it be till here? Could it be in the If I do it like... Let's just do them to the best of our abilities and really, really pay attention to the mitzvot. And we should tell like other, and, and seriously, daily, we should look up and thank Hashem or look to the side. Hashem is everywhere. I just meant look up because you're going to be like, Hashem said look up. I mean, Rabbi said look up. People are going to be watching you in the street. <laughs> no, we should really tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu that <clears throat> we, should, we should every single day take a moment just to thank Hashem for the mitzvot. We should really take a moment and thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we have the mitzvot. What we would have, what we'd have done? Uh, sometimes I think to myself, what would I have done if I, was, if I wasn't a Yehudi? 
I can't, I, can't, I can't even comprehend the idea. You know, the fact that we have the Torah, the, the fact that we have the mitzvot, it's so amazing. We're so, we're so privileged to have the mitzvot. And we have to take that privilege seriously and act upon the mitzvot. Not just love it, but we have to do it. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.